0: Do you know why the ghost went on a diet?
1: Fucking Halloween season, isn't it?
0: It is!
1: (sighs) Why did the ghost go on a diet, Chuck?
0: Wanted to keep their ghoulish figure. Hey, why do ghouls hang out with demons? You're just doing this to torture me,
1: right? I mean... Really, yeah. What, why, why, why do ghouls uh, hang with demons? Whatever your ask the question. Yeah, Why? why, why do it, they do it?
0: It, it? Demons are a ghoul's best friend. God. And with, that, and with that, and with that, I say happy Halloween to one and all, especially you, my good friend Biff. where's joe (laughs) joe come back (laughs) i mean how how long did it take partnering up with me before you realized you know what joe really was a smart one not just when i listened but when he left (laughs) so um but seriously uh you know it is uh as this podcast drops you know halloween is coming up this weekend and as you know as you know me forever and then you know me and management and then when our yep. dream squashing kids came by yeah this is your christmas yeah, and, it, it, dude i titled this episode halloween is christmas like yep. before while well, i was waiting for you to get on when i was doing some pre-editing i yep. called it and, and it's funny because it's like yeah this is we're halloween year round but it's really it's special this year uh we had a just a fantastic COVID-safe outdoor Halloween party. That, nice. uh, yeah, it was from one to four. And, well, and,
1: and you know, and you know, in 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 defense of this whole thing, I think Halloween is the better you know um, uh, holiday, if you will, from the standpoint of there's kind of like, you know, obviously both Halloween and Christmas have kind of deviated from the so-called original purpose of their you know you know what they're celebrating, but still, you know what. At least people aren't freaking going broke over you know Halloween. You know they're just giving out candies and dressing up and having a good old time. I, it's just so much better.
0: Look, I don't want to start off correcting you, but um, some people are going broke. I think I sent you some of our yard <laughs> decorations. Man, I, I think that's a separate
1: problem. That manage, it has nothing to do with Halloween. Yeah.
0: Management saw a twelve-foot skeleton like months ago, and she's like, "We have to have this," and. We couldn't find it. It sold out everywhere. And then a friend of hers called like about a week ago saying, hey, I'm at Home Depot, like two towns over. And like somebody, they, they just found one out back or there was one. She goes, I'll wait here for you guys to come pick it up. <laughs> and management Venmoed her the money and I wouldn't got it. And it is. Uh, dude, I, I will post it. Actually, I don't know if I sent you a picture. There was a what's, it, yeah. there, there's what's called a hunter's moon the other day. Okay. And, and the background it, it it almost looks like a friend of mine says Juck, that looks like a 1970s horror movie poster you know <laughs> just the way that the the sky was backlit you know with the hunter's moon and the wife just took it with her phone no filters no nothing it, it, it is great it has these ldi lights at, for eyes that kind of follow <laughs> you around it's 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 just great but we um so we we did we had this covid safe outdoor You know, pumpkin carving thing, you know, management, she just went crazy all out and just the best way she the night before made all these cupcakes and cookies, but she didn't decorate them so when the kids came over you could decorate your own cupcakes and cookies, but like the, the decorations were all gummy eyeballs and these like, you know, like almost Pez type candy but shaped like bones and skeletons and I So the party was scheduled 1 to 4 because, you know, that way people can eat lunch and then come over sure, and you yeah. don't have to feed them dinner. Right. Yeah, I think people started leaving around 6, 630. <laughs>
1: and, and it is it, what it is.
0: And it was awesome, you know. Yeah, that, um, that's great. It's the first time my wife has worked for a family that she invited to a party like this. She, we, we really love her yeah, work family. That,
1: that, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to hear Like, I guess. I've seen little things here and there, and I'm sure I missed a, quite a few posts here and there, but it's, it does seem like, um, you know, this is a nice uh, group that she's working with. So that that's good to hear with all the, you know, some of the, because I've yeah. definitely seen some of the, insane the other stuff. Posts.
0: You know, so my, my, my parents actually came by and they had, they were just blown away because they would, you know, and we did, we had like. Uh, 25, 30 people. But again, everybody except the kids who can't be vaccinated have been vaccinated. Right, you know, right. I mean, because it's a small circle, but yep. it was still outside.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it 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 was really great because in my costume, everybody thought I was dressed as the dude Lebowski, and they weren't wrong. But then I, as soon as I picked up, you know, Thor's hammer, they're like, "Oh, okay, now I get it." Which in End Game. You know, you know, as Thor, depressed Thor's walking yeah, through adventures, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. calls him. It's like on your left, Lebowski. So, right. uh, she dressed as uh, you know. Oh no, actually, that was today. Today she dressed as the 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 variant female Loki from the Loki TV right, show. Right, right. Yep, yep. Um, and that and that was great. But yeah, no, it 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 really it really was you know a great party. Joe came by. And nice. Joe and I, for the last few years, have made it an annual tradition of watching the Paul Lynn Thanksgiving uh, Halloween special together. Right. It's yeah. horrible. And every second is awesome. Like, like we yeah. love it. It's, it's one of those deals where
1: I, you know, it's like, I, I'm guessing that to some degree the network gave him guidance and the Paul and just said, yeah, whatever. Right. I mean, that's kind of how it seems like it turned out. It, it, you, well, know, and I, you know it's been a while and i haven't seen the whole thing but i've seen little things of it you know. i'm
0: surprised you haven't seen the whole thing because it's yeah. kiss's first appearance on network tv and they do yeah, three songs kidding. whatever yeah but anyways that was great that was fun it's always lovely joe ended up sticking around because i played the paul lynn thing and then you know it's winding down it's yep. nine thirty at this point and i figured well i'll play something in the background where we're saying our long goodbyes and I start playing Ghostbusters. Right. I want to say this from the absolute bottom of my heart, and I uh, mean this: everybody in their life should have the opportunity to watch Ghostbusters with Joe at least once. It's, <laughs> Is that it's right? dude. It's like it's like watching Slapshot with you know what I mean. Right, right, R- right, right. Like right, a, right. I mean, I, honestly, it's either you you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't go out of your way to watch back to the future with them yeah. and, and, and maybe all three and back yeah. to back to back
1: yeah.
0: and but ghostbusters watching ghostbusters i love ghostbusters it's it's a classic it, it's it's a desert island movie for me i didn't realize how much i loved it until i watched it it was the first time i've watched it with joe start to finish
1: you know yeah that's you know you know in a, in and like, obviously it's, um, once again, we, going back to the, you know, people shitting on other people, you know, it's easy to shit on the people who are um, like obsessed with things or whatever. But, you know, there is this thing where there are people who actually, you know, kind of pick up on things that us ca- casual, you know, viewers just never do, right? <clears throat> and to say that that doesn't, in many cases, enhance the movie, right? So-
0: so it, it is it's it's i i honestly it was just it was just the best halloween you know night uh, you know i've had in quite some time it was great hey i usually start off the show we usually start off the show by giving a shout out to our, our last guest or talking a little bit about the last sideshow. so i want to take a second and say a couple things the comedian who came on last week greg bogus uh was a fantastic, fantastic. guest, a yep. lot of fun. Uh, this coming, anybody in the greater Boston area, it is this Thursday. You know, three days from when this podcast drops, that he's doing his Mondo comedy show back at the Lunar Theater inside Mill Number Five. I will right. definitely yeah. be going there this week. I'm probably, I'm probably just going to take an old sideshow and repost it, bec- and, and I might do, <laughs> I, I might do a wrap around at the beginning because yep. we didn't. But I will say, Greg had a, such a good time that he oh, has reached out to a number of comedians so over the next few months yeah. we're going to be talking to a lot of boston-based new england-based comedians that, coming that's cool
1: yeah and you know i think it's just um you know it's i think it's, it's fantastic that greg is doing this in that venue right i mean that's such a cool venue and i, yeah. Yeah, I really do hope that you know everything picks up and you know we have that kind of a more vibrant you know activity at that place because it it really is a kind of a cool joint, and obviously i didn't really get to uh partake in you know what what that place can offer but it it just everything about that old you know these kind of these historic buildings and just kind of revitalizing it as a kind of a yeah, you know kind of entertainment hub i think that's just fantastic
0: so speaking of um I have a little bit of news about the place. The the overall place is called mill number five. It's in Lowell. The lunar theater is inside it, but I've been talking about it on the podcast for a while. It looks like we're going to lock on a date this week, but it looks like maybe Friday, November 19th. I'm going to be producing my first event inside. Nice. Nice. It's called Joe's basement. Um. About a month ago, as I mentioned, we had to take a PS4 in to have a USB drive fixed. And Uh, there's a retro gaming place about an hour from here that did it. We walked into the retro gaming place and my little guy Uh says, Papa, this place looks like Joe's basement. (laughs) And so it's going to be a retro gaming night. There's going to be like seven or eight. and, And I mean, late 70s. I think I'm cutting it off at the NES. I don't think anything newer than the NES. Maybe, <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe in the NES too, but definitely, you know, no more than like 95, like 94, 95, but late seventies. And I'll have certainly more detail. Nothing,
1: certainly nothing this century. <laughs> no, gosh, no.
0: And, and so it's really kind of cool because the mill has the, the, the mill number five, as you're walking down, and there's all these like different fun stores. There's some empty, not empty spaces, but there's like these little alcoves, and they and they've set it up to like. I, I mean, the room itself isn't the size of a hockey net. It, well, it's it's you know 15 feet tall, but the, the 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 walls are probably you know six feet by four feet. <laughs> you know, and and they'll have like an old chair in there, and it looks like an old reading you know thing. You know, uh, from 150 years. So I told the guy. I'm going to probably have one of my kids wear a Mario outfit, sit in that little space and play. <laughs> and because people, you know, when you go to Disney and when you go to Universal and you see stuff like that, you know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. And, and, and I'm like, I'm telling you, so many people take selfies. I also decided, look, I, I'm running this thing. It's my show to run. How can I include other aspects of my life in my town? And we're not charging people to do it. There's going to be no cover fee. And oh, it's, a, okay. it's an, add, it's an added value thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. this coffee shop can fit like 90 people. Why don't we fill it with like 30 And and selfishly <laughs> fun. But I, my, my boys go to a junior high, a weighing middle school. And one of them does the band just started a couple of weeks ago. And the other one is doing the drama club. They're doing Willy Wonka. So I wrote the principal and I said, Hey, I want to turn this into a fundraiser for the band and for the drama club. Okay, yeah, that'll be cool, yeah. Where you get off the elevator, there's a little stage there, so I'm like, you know, the kids in the band can play a song, and then the kids from the drama club can get up and do a song from Willy Wonka, and they can toggle back and forth for a few hours, uh, talking to the I local... have
1: uh,
0: You know, I'm going to say no, except for the fact that oh! we're... Oh, did you I, see the SNL thing with the Bo and Yang? Yeah, I did. I did. I Come did. On. And uh, but where on, there's man. some fifth graders who are <laughs> that size, it might kind of just Come naturally on. work out that way. Oh, but I did. Help. Okay. Uh, no, no, so it's going to be fun. It's like I'm talking to the, the local supermarket, you know, about hey, give us a couple of gift baskets so the kids can raffle it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's funny. I was at this thrift store. You know, picking up some Halloween, like some to make the costumes and stuff. Saw some retro gaming shirts. Plus, my my oldest kid has kind of outgrown some retro gaming shirts. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna raffle these off. Like, so you know what I mean? It's like little good. So I don't know how well it will go over, but I'll, uh, you know, yeah. we'll have two more podcasts before that. But Greg's, Greg Bogus's Mondo so, Comedy. So what starts. Is be? Greg's thing is this coming Thursday, the 28th, right. and my thing is probably going to be Friday. November 19th at Mill number five, but I'll have more information because we got another, we got another recording before that. So, so yeah, no, I'm totally excited. Thank you again, Greg. And uh, if you guys like local comic talent coming onto the podcast and telling their stories, then you're going to like the next few sideshows. And if you don't like comedy, well, then we're probably not friends. You know
1: what? I mean, I mean, people, I think that people don't understand how many people in comedy are from that boston you know or the new england area right i mean
0: right there's just so many right well, it, so it's funny because because greg sent me a lot of people and i've contacted yeah. i've got one guy i texted. i didn't hear from and i'm like hey you know you're not gonna hit a home run every time right. and then i got a, a text from him like a voicemail text saying oh dude this sounds great i'm working on a cruise ship now internet is spotty <laughs> I'm going to be really? back. Yeah, he's I'm going on a to be, cruise ship. Yeah, oh he's a, he's a he's a working comedian who's out on right, a cruise right. ship and he's yeah. like, yeah, I, he goes, "Internet is spotty. Sorry for the late reply. Yeah. Like I get home like, you know, next Monday. Can I yeah. call you then?" I'm like, "Dude, perfect. That cool." Yeah. So so yeah, and, and you know, so it is. So thank you Greg for coming on and hooking Absolutely. it up. Yeah. Uh, so so
1: you know and, jump- we have a, and, and and yes, and obviously um uh, we, I should probably push his uh, Twitter and obviously him and Sally's uh, Twitter handles. We should probably push a little
0: bit more, but yeah, you know, yeah, both of them know, are great follows. You know what I, you, you were right. Thank you for reminding me that. And I, I will get on that. Uh, so Mel Brooks 95 yeah. is, is still working, dude still putting in the hours, I,
1: you know, and I saw, I saw that uh, on the, on the socials and I, th- I thought, wow, you know, they, so there's a new con, you know, new, uh, and i guess this is going to be like more of a like a epi- episodic rather than you know like a movie but right the he's going to finish the history of world part two i guess right
0: which we were promised hitler on ice for well, you know, you know. if you remember the the they you know because they had a promo for history of the world part two at the end of history of world. Yeah. i so on one hand i am not going to be the spoiled brat you know from willy wonka i want a <laughs> pink frosted donut now, Dad. look we're all excited that a Mel Bricks is on this side of the dirt. Yeah. Two that he's working, and three that he's whatever he's going to crank right. out is going to be awesome. But come on, we all want space balls. We all want well, space balls.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Sure, but I mean, I think I think the other cool thing is, and and obviously we lost, you know, Carl Reiner in the, in the last what in the last nine months or so. But yeah. I mean, there is that that kind of that triumvirate of Odoo dudes that are just like between him. So basically we're talking about Mel Brooks, Carl Corral Reiner, and Dick Van Dyke, right? Those, well, those hey, two,
0: hey, hey, Don't forget Norman Lear. Norman Lear is still working.
1: Sure, Norman Lear. But I mean, like those three are like, they, they have this funny, they, they have these connections, right? Like, right, you know, right, right. And so I think in that sense, it's just, it's just amazing that they're still in – And and obviously the Mel Brooks, uh, his son did that, that uh, hysterical, uh, but smart. Yeah. Yeah, Don't kill my dad. And, you know, Carl, Carl Reiner, you know, PSA during, you know, the COVID pandemic. Right. So, yeah. And it's
0: funny how, how smart that, you know, uh, what is, what is his name? He, I I think he's done a bunch of zombie stuff. No, it's great. Hey, you're not a Kiss fan, but you're a Van Halen fan. Have you been following the bullshit from the start?
1: From the start. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you you put it on. You put this on. So, why don't you tell me about what your perspective is?
0: So, management was reading this online the other day. And it turns out that there's a bunch of Van Halen fans out there who are not requesting, nay, demanding Eddie uh, or Wolfgang Van Halen stop being a prick and do a reunion tour so yeah. that they can see van halen one more time and honor his dad and and right, and, right. and now here's the thing here's my take on it yeah the epitome of no win situation um wolfgang puts together a tour and goes on tour with van halen and people get to see it yay that's great you know all this stuff um but and those fans get what they want on the other hand if he puts together a tour and honors his dad and lets these people say goodbye to Van Halen one more time to write your own songs, you know, you're living on your dad's well, coattails. Yeah. Why sure, you yeah. know, you, you, yeah. you, you you're you a nothing musician without you. You know, it's like, it's a no win situation right, for right, the
1: right. kid. Yeah. So but, bottom line is, is that, you know, he's his own person. And, and obviously there's been some, you know, uh, a lot of the hardcore Van Halen fans have criticized him for taking over Michael Anthony's spot on the, Uh, in van halen back when they were still touring that you know that essentially wolfgang was keeping van halen from reuniting and you know so all this garbage right but ultimately uh i'm with you in terms of wolfgang has handled this you know great you know you know really well there's a lot of people who insist that he play his dad's music you know where Wolfgang understands that, you know what? He can play a lot of his dad stuff, but he knows that he's not Eddie Van Halen, right? So he would he's he's, I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff that he'd done where he goes, oh, here's my Panama cover to honor my dad. Well, he did the bass cover. So, That's you know, awesome. sh- sh- so like I've been following him all, the, you know, this whole time. What, what, re- what really makes his kind of handling of the trolls great is that not just him, but I don't know if you if you know that his mom gets involved, and obviously his mom is Valerie Bertinelli, right? And so,
0: Which ties us back into Norman Lear, who created From Day to time. time.
1: Sure, sure. <laughs> but I mean, when when he has mom, like there are these great exchanges between him and his mom where they're just like, oh my god, this. I mean, both of these people just just get it right for one thing, and and they're just creating, you know, so and it's funny when like Wolfgang posts these things and like all these people come to the, you know, support of Wolfgang. It's like, yeah, dude, you don't, he doesn't need the support. He gets it. He's, he's just, he's just fucking with these people. Right. I mean, it, it, it is it is what it is and you know, he's making the best of it, but, and I'll tell you his, his actual, his music is actually, I like his music. You know, it, it is, it's, it's its own thing. Right. Nothing to do with Van Halen, just as its own thing. I think his music is fine, and he uh, just played uh, uh, the whiskey lately, um, recently. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would probably would have had the ticket. But you know, so yeah. It, and he had a stretch where he um, his band opened for Guns and Roses. So yeah, he's doing fine. And you know, I'm glad to see that he's kind of messing with all of this stuff in a very
0: productive way. Yeah. So, no. Good. 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 Good on yeah, him. Absolutely. All right, now let's turn to some not the great stuff. So, uh, late last week, um, on a film set with Alec Baldwin, uh, an accidental death. Uh, why, why, don't, why don't you talk about that for a sec?
1: Well, yeah, I, I guess, and I, there, I think there's things coming out, you know, as we speak, right? But it sounds like um, there is a lot of things involved. Where so essentially the short, the the quick twenty second uh, synopsis is is that. Alec Baldwin was essentially rehearsing a set uh, that involved a firearm. The firearm discharged the firearm contained live rounds and and contained and it killed an up and uh, up and coming uh, cinematographer and injured uh, one of the assistant directors, I believe. And so now there's a huge, obviously, you know, this has kind of exploded. Um, I think there's a lot of things happening. uh, One of which is that um, this production, this specific production, had some safety issues that had resulted in a lot of pushback from the production crew, you know, basically demanding you know better conditions because of the uh, the existing safety issues. And on top of that, uh, the one of the um, unions, their crew pulled out just before this accident happened so they had essentially non-union crew essentially working on the set and and not to say that they that's they're responsible for that i it's th- that's just to say that there was uh, issues with safety right it's not the it's not the the so-called non-union crews caused this thing because ultimately it sounds like um the issue had to do with the arm there's i guess a role called armorer and mean you probably know this more than i do because i'm not a you know entertainment guy but from what i read there's a person called the armorer who is responsible for these live rounds and she basically you know whatever happened um there was a live round in this uh, gun and but even then it's it's really it's really you know wacky in that this happened during uh you know, a kind of a break in the filming. So while the, the group that got injured and killed was over on in one area, just kind of looking over the, 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 the scene and the light and you know, whatever, the, how, how, how that scene was going to appear, uh, Alec Baldwin was on the other side, just kind of going over the upcoming scene. And he actually did kind of went over the scene the first time where he just pulled the gun out of the holster and you know that was fine and then the second time around they kind of went over it again and the second time around it discharged now obviously we don't have all of the information in but i don't think that there was an intention for alec baldwin to essentially shoot that gun right he just it was just you just going over the scene so if if everything seemed, you know if it is if it went the way it was supposed to Alec Baldwin just pulled the gun out of the holster and, but, and there was an accidental discharge on that prop gun. And, you know, one of the things that the, that was complained about was that that prop gun had accidental discharges before. So obviously it's a com, it's that, you know, accidental discharge with a live round that should probably have never been in there in the first place and everything else that killed this person. So it, it so it, yeah, it is, it looks, Bottom line, it looks really bad.
0: Well, I guess Alec Baldwin drove right to the police station.
1: Well, I mean, I and think he's that,
0: like, he's yeah. like, I'll help, however, did. I but in 2021, with CGI and special effects, why do you have anything except like a toy wooden gun that you know? I mean, yes, yeah, so that's
1: that's its own that's its own question, right? And and you know, I, I obviously I can't argue that that point with you, right? But so there's that aspect and then but there's the whole aspect of what was going on where so i guess this is a netflix i think it's a netflix production so what was happening where we there literally were all these red flags that were raised prior to this incident. literally people walk i mean if people walking out isn't a red flag right i mean right so right
0: no that that it's it's and I, I think the onion gets pulled back before we get answered but the tragic loss of uh you, you shouldn't be dying at work
1: well, that you well def- well i mean in general i mean there are some uh, i mean certainly you don't expect to die on a movie set right
0: right no it, it's it's horrible uh and speaking of death um, uh, w- were you a fan of either *Booz and buddies which is probably i mean when that came out that's when i really started like the, my world was sitcoms and that and that sitcom will always be more than special to me and then of course living for bob newhart Sure. Right. of course i'm talking about you know the actor peter Scalera who right, uh right. Yeah. passed away this week, and it's like and it's it's crazy because here's Bob Newhart, mid-90s, another one of those guys still working out there, still hysterical, outliving his former co-star who's passed away right. 30, yeah. you know, 30 years his junior. But, uh, but you know, yeah. I mean, he he had a career outside those two sitcoms. Sure, but, yeah. but those are absolute classic, long-running, uh, you know decades later still beloved tv series
1: yeah i mean uh, and obviously bosom buddies is kind of a (laughs) i don't know how to how to place that one right because of all the on the one hand right you know it it is where many of us started first saw tom hanks i think right yeah right
0: that would that was it yeah
1: right and and then on the other hand you know the the there, there is a component that is, you know, there's a little bit of a, okay, they stole a little bit from Three's Company in terms of, you know, these guys kind of, you know, pretending that they're these personas that they're not really are, whatever the case may be. But I, I think that uh, while that show, I think while the Bosom Buddies was great, I, I, I really thought that him and especially, you know, Scolari's, you know, the way he and uh, Julie Duffy you know, as a kind of a ensemble cast, I think the way they were on Newhart, I think, was really the you know the better. Uh, it just they, that that just seems like the better performance. I mean, Bosom Buddy was kind of had had you know obviously was kind of this breakthrough thing to some degree, but I just thought that you know what he did with Newhart was essentially the superior performance, right?
0: You know, and and to in this day and age, like sixty six is just so crazy young, you yeah, know. And he was a a working actor still. He was on that show, oh, is it Girls like last year? But, right, right. You know, no. But yeah, it's it's just sad when like somebody you grew up like really, really liking. Um,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So we we already talked a little bit about social media, but uh, anything else going on in social media these days? Yeah, you know
1: what? You know, so I think one of the things that's really frustrating, and I'm sure you've seen this, you know, you've felt this firsthand where, you know, social media and all of the you know fake news and all everything that just gets perpetuated you know it'd be great if we could get a social media platform where people could, could just talk about the truth right talk about really 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 what's happening and and unfortunately um you know one of those such uh platforms got off to a rocky start and I, I guess you, you know you know the great donald trump uh, started his own social platform and like right away it. It kind of hit 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 a little bit of a snag, I guess. You know, yeah.
0: So so people like you and me who, you know, don't like people who aren't white, uh, despise immigrants, and just really wanna. You know, uh, go back to the good old days. Absolutely, we we need a place to get together where you know big tech isn't going to come in and tell us that we have no right talking you about. Know, I,
1: I I think I really should start talking about being anti-immigrant because <laughs> I I you, could really, be, yeah. you know I could be the Asian you know can you know,
0: what, I don't even want to I don't want to yeah, say yeah. the name but yeah. yeah exactly uh and anybody that no and and then when you see it got hacked within like hours of being up you're like oh just chef's kiss
1: and i i know i know it, it's shocking to hear this but my understanding is that they may have quote air quote borrowed some uh, some uh uh pro- programming code from an existing system so i'm i'm just thinking i can't believe that such an allegation could you know could come out but whatever you know i'm sure this will all get litigated in the courts and i'm sure the the rightful people will all all be you know you know, judged as being in the right side of the law.
0: I, I, look, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but just politically cu- quickly, um, I don't get excited, like, I don't listen to news at all. If something big happens, I'm going to hear about it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't follow you know, the Red Sox, but I know they got eliminated from the playoffs. You can't not know these things, right? Yeah. That, that said, I don't listen to the news, but is, is, there, a sl- is there a sliver of hope that this time, the walls are closing in on people like, you know, Matt Gates, who who I guess that investigation just brought on two heavy-hitting prosecutors, which means you know, they're I, getting I, ready to move forward, and, and I, I, Steve Bannon, I, like, yeah. like, the House voted almost on party lines again. You know, one of the few Republicans who voted to hold Steve Bannon in contempt actually said, and, and you know, kudos for her honesty, it's like, yeah, we're going to be in power soon. And I want our subpoenas to be held up too. So, I mean, she's getting grilled by her own party for voting to hold Steve Bannon in contempt and and prosecute him for not honoring the subpoena. And, and like I said, she's not doing it because she really wants him to come and speak and get to the bottom of this January 6th thing. But she's like, hopefully we're going to be in power in a, in a year from now. And I want our subpoenas to have right, some right. teeth to it. <laughs> Are the walls closing in?
1: No, I don't think anything is closing in. Yeah, I I, think, I don't I, I think, either. Yeah. I, I mean I think ultimately, right? I think that you have to look I'm at a point where I'm looking at everything on a piecemeal basis where like certain things will go through its process and sometimes the process will end up in an area where the the design, the so-called the correct um, outcome, you know, is what, what happens, but ultimately, right. I, I, I yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I believe that, it when it happens. I mean, I don't know how much has changed in general. Right. I mean,
0: well, so. let me ask you, cause you might follow the news a little more. Is, is Joe Manchin still a prick?
1: Well, I mean, nuts. I mean, like he's always been a prick, right? I mean, so but there's is he nothing, still a prick? Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, there's nothing that has happened that changed any of that, right?
0: So, so you're 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 you live in West Virginia, and I'm very sorry. And your state ranks 50th in infrastructure. 50th. I I forget. You know, um, how many how many states do we have right now? Listen, listen, listen. Bottom line is
1: that at at some point, you know. Uh, so people are the, the, the kind of the crazy thing is that people are voting against, against their self-interest because they've been convinced that all these other shiny objects that really don't affect them directly are the things that they should care about. Right. Right. And so you have, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I'm not trying to essentially, you know, say that people should vote vote in a certain way, but ultimately If you're a person with like, say, these hourly jobs with no benefits, it seems like it's in your best interest to side with the The people trying to raise your minimum wage. Yeah, the commie pinko party that's trying to raise your minimum wage and that's trying to give you benefits that currently don't exist. Look, I don't want
0: my kid getting on the school bus, going to a public school so they can teach him about socialism.
1: It's, it's <laughs> but I mean, so part of it is, is that people are kind of like not. But but
0: Joe, enough, but, but Joe Manchin himself, dude, he represents the state that's 50th out of 50 in infrastructure, and yeah, he's and he's yeah. holding, he is holding up the infra. And we're, we're done yeah, with this, but yeah. it's just. I mean,
1: ultimately, like, but I mean, ultimately, like, isn't it a shock that? And just and and also, obviously, Christian cinema is another one, right? It, it just it, it is kind of a shock that both of these are how how did Democrats win those seats in those states? That's kind of what I ask, right? So
0: or did they, Biff? Or did they? Well, let's get on Trump's platform and we'll just discuss about it. Whatever the
1: case may be, <laughs> they they you know it, it's one of those things where you know and and I'm not trying to essentially you know poo poo this whole thing, but ultimately like it's not surprising that these two states have representatives that don't necessarily you know align with some of the progressive aspects of the
0: Democratic Party right um, enough of that crap what is happening COVID wise Uh, I'm hoping so it's Halloween this week I'm really hoping my 11 year old gets his first shot before Thanksgiving and second one before Christmas is that going to happen
1: well I I, I think so it, it is you know US is kind of wacky in that have So we have this whole uh, subculture of anti-vaccination, you know, anti-whatever, right? The people who are resisting vaccination. And at the same time, this uh, this amazingly abundant supply of vaccination. So on the one hand, um, we have like entire first responders being either fired or dismissed or whatever, because they're not, they're refusing to essentially... Take the vaccination to align with their local government's policy on vaccination. And at the same time, I just got a text. So um in April, I got my J and J vaccine. And I just got a text today from the county of Los Angeles saying,
0: hey, here's Wait, how did, you can get my Did booster. you die? Did you die? Did you die when you got your did did well? Did you you know, a that's net? a
1: real deep philosophical question because really. <laughs> Am I really speaking into a vacuum where do I actually know for sure that I still exist and I'm not in some kind of a fucking dreamscape where I'm just like, this is like some continue. It's like that whole um, lost episode, the lost series. Right. I, I could just be in a dream where I'm just, yeah. But as far as I can, you know, ascertain, I don't think I've died and we'll see.
0: But, but yeah, so you're, you're, you're going to get your booster. And like I said, I think it's, I think my 11 year old is going to be able to get his before Thanksgiving. I think the rollout is is supposed to have, I'm, I'm really hoping, but you know, I hope so too. But yeah, yeah, with the first responders like nationwide, and it's not just in like California and Massachusetts, it's so many states that, you know, uh, are red states that are that their governors have been like, yeah, we, you know, of course now Texas and Florida, but this is an epidemic of of at this point it's an epidemic of the unvaccinated and you know the the, the whole pushback from the law enforcement first responders community and, and maybe we're over exaggerating like how you know what percentage it is but yeah
1: I I, I would say the percentage doesn't matter from and, and when I say that the and, and when I say that the percentage doesn't matter like COVID has been the number one killer of of the police force over the last year, right? And so I'm thinking, so yeah, so you don't want to try to help prevent the one thing that has killed you more than everything else. Okay, whatever.
0: So no, it's horrible. What else is horrible is the crime wave ripping apart the homeland. What what, oh what, my what crime story? Because this week, your crime story, I watched, but there was no details. It would just show, kept showing yeah, the guy with the I, jacket I, over his I, head. I'll
1: be honest with you. I was really disappointed that the uh, network did not create the uh, the reenactment that I, I expect out of my Japanese news networks. But what basically happened was that so, and I, I brought these people up before, but uh, this was uh, one of these major incidents involving the uh, the japanese organized crime right the, the so-called yakuza right and there was a major incident back in april that finally just came into light where there was a major incident that occurred in one of the kind of the transportation hubs in tokyo where uh uh, uh this thing happened uh be, uh involving the um the japanese yakuza and it turns out that a group of uh, Yakuza members from this one, you know, Yakuza clan, um, you know, I don't want you to judge or anything, but apparently they kind of went out and they kind of got drunk. What? And then that led to some arguments. And there was actually a brawl that occurred between members of the same Yakuza clan. It sounds and like th- a family. reunion. <laughs> sounds like Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> right. But essentially, the, uh, the the best gist of it was that it it is great. You know, the Japanese do the same thing that everybody else does, where they sensationalize the the um, the, the the title so that to kind of to gain clicks, right? So essentially, it sounded like something. It's, it's going to be some kind of a this fantastic, um, you know, yakuza related uh, incident. It just turns out a bunch of drunken guys who just happened to be members of the same yakuza group they kind of got into an argument got into a fight and got arrested and
0: is is it is it racist for me to ask if the fight was 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 everybody kung fu fighting
1: god god fucking devil kung i'm fu, just kung, asking kung fu sound japanese to you that's kung fu sound <laughs> japanese to you
0: no it doesn't Holy it doesn't god. but it was uh it was was uh it was but i was very disappointed because usually you send these links and it's like it's it's the animated thing and then it's the CGI thing and (laughs) then it's the reenactment with actors
1: the most most pathetic crime incidents that that requires a reenactment like somebody fucking does a dine and dash and it requires a you know a reenactment that's what's great about japanese fucking you know Crime story, you know. The
0: the, the guy the, the, the three different kinds of animation for the yeah. guy using yeah. the outlet at the seven eleven to That's warm right. up yeah. his, shit like that. Oh it's great. So so we we both live for hockey and the NHL I is back. You one of us yeah, you yeah. you but I hey my 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 boy Brad Marchant is off to a great not a copitar start. copitar is Kopitar still on pace to score two hundred and, and forty six so, yeah, goals. I mean, he's
1: he's he's fantastic. I mean come on.
0: But Marchand, yeah. has been like star of the game for every, like literally not like my opinion. He's been first star no, no, no. of the game.
1: I, I, I think it's one of those situations where I think Marchand has become the best player on that line, and but I, you know, maybe Pasternak will kind of come back into the fold. I mean, I, I hate to say this because I, you know, obviously I'm a huge Patrice Bergeron fan, but you know he's kind of on that tail end of his career. But he's
0: still right. He'll still I mean, be he's still great, great for like he's four still more great, years. But
1: but he's not. He's not. You know the two thousand and you know, you know eleven. Patrice but it, isn't
0: it great that NHL is now back on national television in the U.S.?
1: So I think there's there's a few things. Number one is that obviously that exposure is is great for the NHL. But I think the one of the things that it has done is that so. When you watch what ESPN has been doing, which is you know, pretty good, and then when, when you watch what TNT is is what we've been doing, which is actually even better, and ultimately they recognize that this is entertainment, right? And so they're doing such a better job of presenting the sport in the context of entertainment than NBC ever did. NBC was just garbage, and to give you an idea how much of a garbage thing that was, it's like they actually. A lot of these guys just grab the talent from the NBC Sports Network and put them in their new environments, and they're freaking now actually good, right? So like, Lee, Lee you know, um, uh, was it? Well, Liam uh, Neeson is that his name? Um, oh, Liam McHugh. I'm sorry. The old he was like the Liam McHugh was the the main NHL, uh, NNB, NHL on NBC uh, host is now on TNT, and that dude is freaking you know great now under tnt and just and tnt has managed to get Gwen gretzky to trash talk on air it's like holy crap it's like you know this is like well you You know know, that that
0: tnt has done it right with the nba for what 20 years now
1: absolutely absolutely And,
0: and 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 their their hosts have that have that kind of vibe that the Monday night football was built on the backup, like Monday night football, yeah. people tuned in as much to see their favorite team or whoever they're betting on that week as they were tuning in to hear the guys in the booth and and that, and the TNT guys have, that kind of status where they are rock stars. And, you know, it's like, yeah, people will watch, not just because their favorite teams playing because they want to see those guys go at it at halftime.
1: Well, and I think the difference is, is that the NBA. And so when we talk about TNT, we're talking about, you know, Charles Barkley and we're talking about people like Shaq. These are like some of the greatest, I mean, these are like first ballot hall of fame level, great players, who are providing amazing entertainment, right? We're, but you take t-
0: take away their basketball skills; they're also first ballot Hall of Famer trash talkers. Yeah, but which is I mean, great, thing, which right? is what right. makes th- so they know what they're talking about, right? Right, and and, I mean, and they're just great trash talkers,
1: right? And and the thing is, is that every indication was that in his back in the day, Wayne Gretzky was a freaking you know a one trash talker in his day. Now they didn't have miking up back then. And, you know, a lot of this thing, you know, wasn't really documented, but it's kind of known in the hockey circles that Wayne Gretzky is a, is a premier trash talker. And I think a lot of those NHL guys are great, you know, but I think that NBC hoped that somebody like, you know, Jeremy Roenick was going to be that guy and it just ended up not happening, but I'm hoping that this loosening of the, um, of the reigns by both espn and tnt will essentially lead to better coverage in general i think it's been better already uh, overall so you know there's that
0: what does the nhl have to do to get people to go to buffalo saber games Did you see highlights from the other night's bruins game dude Uh, like buffalo is like Buffalo's always had trouble with attendance. It's a small market, right? Uh, Buffalo, there's not a lot of money in the region. And that's why they relied on people from Hamilton, Ontario, which is why why they wouldn't put a team When the coyotes, a a Canadian billionaire was a guy billionaire who tried to buy the coyotes and move them there like five or six years ago. And the Sabres blocked it because look, people in Hamilton don't necessarily love the Sabres, but they can't get in to see the Leafs lose. Sure. Yeah. So they drive an hour. You can drive an hour north from Hamilton to see the Leafs lose, or you can drive an hour south to see Buffalo play. And, and, you know, with the border closed, honestly, you, you guys have almost as many people watching you play F and H as the Sabres have. And and they won their first three home games. Yeah.
1: Listen, I think that, Um, Buffalo is what it is. And like every league has its Buffaloes. And I, I don't, I don't know that necessarily that the league has to do anything with Buffalo. Right. I mean, specifically the only thing that, that they could consider doing with Buffalo is, is that if Buffalo does continue to become the garbage franchise that it is, then they could consider moving that, you know, that team to Quebec and it solves a different problem. So I think it's fine.
0: You know, right? I, it's just, it's just, I mean, they, they got a decent team this year. Like I said, won their first few games, but
1: no, they don't have a decent team this year. No, they, they, they
0: They got lucky and won the first few games. No, they, the they, gate. Listen,
1: listen, this is what the, the Buffalo ha- is notorious for these fast starts. But if you look at their lineup, it's, it's garbage. It is garbage. This, you know.
0: So let's get back onto the social media bandwagon this time, this time in the NHL. Oh my God. I, I, have you seen any of this Carolina Hurricane stuff? I, I, not only have I seen this, I you know I th- where this podcast is own, uh, audio only. I'm yeah. just going to describe the way Biff lit up like a Christmas tree when I met you. you've been giddy waiting to talk about this.
1: Holy fuck. So Carolina, Hur- or Carolina, Hur- I mean nobody. I mean, how many people even know that Carolina has a hockey team, right? But Carolina Hurricanes social media is freaking. They are the fucking kings. They are the freaking gold standards of, of social media. I, you know and obviously I don't follow all the other sports as close as I probably should. but so what happened was that in, kind of a quick backstory, in the offseason, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, uh, did what they co- what's called an offer sheet, which is essentially a, an attempt to poach another team's uh, uh, player by putting them on an offer sheet to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to sign you to this contract. And if you want to keep that guy, you have to match that contract. Well, the player that they signed had to, happened to be on the Montreal Canadiens. Now, the fact that they did this already in, on its own has several layers to it because in the previous year, there was a, a, a Carolina Hurricanes uh, player named Sebastian Ajo, a highly touted great, I mean, great talent, amazing player. That the Carolina Hurricanes were just kind of, they it's their mess up, and M- Montreal decided, you know what, we're gonna put them on a, put him on an offer sheet, and Carolina goes, oh, okay, well we'll match it. We, we're gonna keep this guy. So literally, as retaliation, and you know, if you tell me you, you could argue all you want that this was not retaliation, this was business. Yeah, screw you. It, this was retaliation because one of the things that they did was they built. Um, uh, uh, a con when they signed him to sign Co- this Montreal player, uh, Jasperi to Miami, to an offer sheet. They, his bonus basically was like 20 bucks, but it was like it reflected like the, the, the jersey numbers of the players that they were trying to purchase, stuff like that. So, already there was bad blood that essentially Carolina stole this player from Montreal, but then Montreal fans being who they are saying. So yeah, screw you. Have fun with this worthless guy. Blah blah blah. Right. So they had their first matchup after this, this, this essentially this garbage that happened. And not only did um, Carolina win this game, the guy that they pushed from Montreal
0: yes. scored a, scored goal, to a winning. Right? Goal. Yeah, yeah. The I tip mean, in was at about, the deflection. He right, had. But the I mean, knife you are talking
1: that. about poetic justice, right? I mean, it's like, right. But all along the social media had been planning for this day for weeks and where they, you know, bought a, a, a website called, uh, bought a, a domain name called didhavslose.com. So they created this, this website called didhavslose.com. And as soon as it became pretty clear that they're going to win that game, the social media, you know, basically pushed this new website. Hey, didhavslose.com. And then it turns out that if you go to that website, they had a special discount for the two players that was kind of like um, part of this, this, this brouhaha, the Sebastian Aho and Yesperi uh, uh, Kock to Miami. Nie- they had their, like their personal jerseys and t-shirts on sale at these reduced prices. So on a random Thursday night, you know, people were saying, what the hell is this? They go to the website. Hey, I could get discounted t-shirts, you know, you know, Jersey t-shirts for, of these guys, right? On a Thursday night. And they made a killing. I mean, Carolina is a small market and they suddenly made a killing on it. Well, you know, obviously the Montreal fans were going to, you know, sit there and do nothing about it. So somebody hacked that site. And then the Carolina guys goes, fucking, this is great. Like, this is an overreaction. And, and basically they said, yeah, we're just going to let this go because <clears throat> the more people... See how much of a big deal it was for the Canadians and the better it is for them. So it's like
0: Dude, that's so great.
1: I just amazing that that
0: is. That, I mean, seriously, take a skate around. <laughs> I mean, that, absolutely. I mean, listen, take I used to skate- think
1: that the LA LA Kings has a really, really good social media group, and they do do a great job. But freaking Carolina, freaking I bow down to the Carolina social yeah,
0: media. That's. Uh, are you bowing down to the people over at Shout Factory?
1: Oh my gosh, shelf! So I I texted this to you and you know, Joe, and I posted it on the on the various social media. I found this by mistake. It was it's one of these random things. Shell Factory TV. It is one of those random uh, internet-based uh, uh, networks, and but they they do have like the streaming TV presence. So I, I I happen to have Samsung TVs, and so they have this Samsung specific TVs where I could just, you know, tune into random, whatever street, you know, uh, stream-based uh, networks. And they had, um, it just so happened that I tuned in on Tuesday, which had had happened to be in the Ultraman Taro, oh. you know, uh, day for Shout TV. And I said, Holy crap. Why is my childhood, t- you know, TV program on this, you know, on my stupid, you know, Samsung TV. And so I went to their website and it turns out that they actually have a dedicated site on this. You know, there's a there's a, a genre called tokusatsu, which is essentially started with a Godzilla franchise where it has to do with not having real special effects where everything is actually live shot, where it, it, it literally means special uh, filming, I guess is the way roughly translated. But the idea is, is that, it is special effects based on it's not really special effects, right? There's, there's zero special effects where like people are are dressed up in Godzilla costumes or if there are things flying, they're on piano strings and stuff like that. There is really zero special effects.
0: That's awesome. That's right? awesome.
1: But they have this whole, whole sub-channel dedicated to the tokusatsu genre, which includes all of the the precursors to the Power Rangers genre, among other things, and the Ultraman's and the those kind of stuff. So it's it's great.
0: Um, did you uh, finish last time we chatted? You were just going to start watching Squid Game. Did you watch?
1: I watched uh, two episodes. The, you know, here's the thing with Squid Games. I I I think that the the series is amazing. It is it is fantastic. The issue that I have is that it's so heavy that I'm I'm thinking. I don't know if I want to subject myself to to the squid game at this point in my life.
0: Well, I, I watched the first two episodes and yeah. it was too heavy for me. It was. Yeah. And management was so management yeah. and my 11 year old wanted to keep watching it. Yeah. So I said, OK, you guys can tell me about it and I'm not going to tell you anything except one night, a couple of nights after I stopped watching it, yeah. she comes to bed and he's with her. And, and, and she's carrying him because he is just done he was just a ball yeah. of tears yeah. and it was and it was harsh and she told me about it and I'm like okay you guys have to stop telling I watched the last episode with them you know uh, and I'm glad I did but I, I I would not have been able to make it through I think it's episode. Uh, were there eight episodes I they could so, yeah might have been episode I, I, like I, six know, know, or seven yeah I'm,
1: go, yeah I'm gonna go back to it but i think right now I'm, i i want to get to a place where like i am just just not so stressed to you know get there i just think that with all the crap that's going on and everything else you know what i it, it's really unfortunate that this is coming out now rather than say in 2019 when i would have been all over it Right, so yeah, but but
0: covert China changes the world. That's um, the thing, yeah. Uh, have you because per our friend Joe mentioned Joe a lot this week, yeah? Uh, I, I've started watching and I'll probably finish tonight, uh, murderers in the only murderers in the building. I mean, that's that's
1: the one I probably should watch because I mean, amazing cast, right? I mean, I mean, oh. how could you go wrong with two thirds of the three amigos and the and the correct two thirds of the three the,
0: I, I mean, I mean, those right. those two. And Pre-COVID, or actually, yeah, just before COVID hit, Martin Short and Steve Martin were doing a tour together. They oh, were do it. Yeah, it was a variety show tour. I know that. Called called a night you'll a night you'll forget the rest of your life was the name <laughs> of their tour. Right. And Ellen called, or my wife called, you know, Joe, and said, "Hey." For Christmas, would you, I mean, she, it's not her kind of humor. She would go with me the way I would go to Duran Duran with her, which by the way, Duran Duran album dropped this week. It's pretty okay. Uh, But she knows, yeah, you know what? Like when I watched Ghostbusters, she was kind of in the room and doing some other stuff, but me watching Ghostbusters with Joe was special. That's something that Joe and I would like when, when, when management and I went to see Jim Garofalo together or something else, but she wouldn't have enjoyed seeing, you know, Norm McDonald with me the way Joe did. Uh, And and so she called Joe and said, hey, when Steve Martin and Martin Short come by, they were playing in Springfield and she was going to get us tickets. But of course it was canceled Uh, because of COVID. uh, So, so they do this, this and, and it is great. It is, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable and it's but it's Martin Short at his most Martin Shorty. You know yeah. what I mean? Steve Martin's a good actor, and he's not Steve Martin being Steve Martin, but Martin Short is Martin Short, and he is he is a delight. Um, I also watched you know the theme of Halloween. I don't really like horror movies, and it was I don't know if I you want might, to call like, it. You
1: only like horror movies.
0: Horror movies are the best. Horror movies uh, are the best. So right? I don't I don't know if this was a French film, but there's a movie called Blood in the Sky. Uh, not blood, heard of blood red skies blood red skies do not know a a vampire on a flight I'm, I'm 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 sick of these motherfucking vampires on this motherfucking plane watch demon slayer it's a japanese anime
1: it's, it's vampires it's great
0: but okay i'll go back you know but uh, blood red skies is about a vampire on a um on an overseas flight you know, okay. from Europe to from Europe to the United States, uh, a nighttime flight. Of course, it's a different take on the vampire genre, dude. It's great. It's it's okay. great. It's really really great. But it's subtitled, but or subtitled or dubbed. But it's uh, but but it's pretty good. You uh, as we wrap up, you got a parenting tip.
1: I, I just I just just once again, um, my son is gamefully employed and he's happy with it. And I I think just in general. Uh, He's adjusting to the life of being. um, So he's basically working full time, but still going to school. And I think as a parent, um, I think it's important to adjust to that. So one of the things that I've been doing is I've been doing a little bit more around the house because there was some stuff that he used to do because essentially he was kind of doing kind of light school work. So, you know, he had more bandwidth. And so bottom line is, is that your child is not a slave, especially when they're adults. And I think to some degree, kind of uh, essentially that whole thing of read the room. Right. right. Yep. Yep. Right? So it's really has to do with that. So I would say read the room and, and not not go in with the idea that your child is this, you know, this, you know, this, this you know, living slave of yours. Well, and it, just it, kind of, you know, adjust accordingly.
0: I, I'm a few years away from that, but it's got to be an adjustment for you because on one hand, he goes from being utterly dependent for everything from you. Right. And it's not it's not unacceptable to say, yeah, I'm going to give you 20 bucks to go see that movie with your pals. But can you take out the goddamn garbage? Right, right, you know? right.
1: Well, the, that's the thing. And, and the thing is that in all fairness to him, he's been great about doing all that stuff. But the fact that, you know, essentially he has to be at work by 7 a.m. Right Yikes. And so that on its own, I, I understand the grind of having to wake up at a certain time and all that stuff. I get it. I get it. And so I think to some degree, you know it, it just has to do with uh, like I said, it's, it's, the, it's that very simple read the room thing. Good for you.
0: So my here's my parenting tip. and I, I got this parenting tip from our very good friend Taylor many, many years ago. Many years before I had children, People like you, people like Al Iceberg, you know, and and Taylor modeled good parenting for me to then learn some life lessons. Sometimes you got to learn mistakes on your own. Every parent's going to fuck up. It's just the way it is. But when cell phones started coming out, Taylor had kids who were tweens. And when they started, you know, when the internet really started and they have email addresses and cell phones. Taylor, the lawyer came out in him and he said, I remember this like it's yesterday. Yep, I'm giving you a phone, but there is quote unquote no assumption of privacy. (laughs) You know, I will, I reserve the right. And 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 I've heard him talk to his children like this. I've heard him talk to me like this, completely luring up and and just dropping every legal term about, like, you know, assumption of privacy, you know, all this. And he used to tell him, it's like, look. I have, there's going to be no passwords, there's going to be no this. I'm going to routinely go on and check in the middle of the day to see if you're sending text messages while you should be in class. I'm going to see what your browser history is. I'm, and so our 11-year-old, our 14-year-old has his own phone, and he understands okay. that. Like routinely, yeah. I'm just like, hey, let me see your phone for a second. Why? I just want to see what you're up to. And if there's any hesitation in handing it over, <laughs> all right, that's a red flag. The other one doesn't have his phone, but um, he has a computer. But like, like, you know, he has a. Uh, it's not a social media app. It's called discord. It's, it's right, through right, the right, school yeah. and it's how yeah. yeah. His discord, he has to go through my phone to change his password or to get mm-hmm. access to it. Right. Right. And there's been a couple of times when I've been like, Hey buddy, quick question you want to explain this <laughs> you know <laughs> and and you know and I tell him it's like he's like papa you you told me I can't check your messages it's like right i'm an adult i pay for the phone <laughs> i'm you know so those are yeah. those are exhibit a and exhibit b you want you want this privilege you have You know, it is it is a privilege, not a right, that you have this. And if you abuse this privilege, and I remind him all the time, and I just steal Taylor's words, I'm like, there is no assumption of privacy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Bottom line, you know, if he wants to get a job and get his own whatever, yeah. But even
0: then, look, you're 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 a minor. You're in my house and under my jurisdiction, and as you know, as you see me in action, or as some people would say, in action. I'm very lax with my like, hey, I just told you my 11 year old is watching Squid Game with my wife. We are are very lax on certain things. But you know what? In this digital age of once you put it out there, you can't take it down and kids doing stupid things with with the new technology, as I would have. Thank God. Thank God. 16 year old shot didn't have access well, to the Internet or social media. Thank God. I mean, um, but, I but mean, it's, still. it's one of those
1: things where not only did we not have to deal with it, our parents didn't have to deal with. No, it. Right? No,
0: no. It's a, it's a new can of work. But that's my parenting tip. It's like, you know. Yeah, I, I, you sure. know they're not smart enough to handle this look most nba players and NBA, nfl players aren't smart enough to handle their own social media so it's so, sadly true yeah so 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 that's me hey before i turn it over to you we're going out on this song that i love it's um it's for my friend John's band down in Austin called Five Head. I've played them many times. I talked about them. John was the bass player, uh, you know, on my on my list where we were breaking down, like our favorite artist, best bass player. Not only the best player I've ever been in a band with, an honor to have been in a band with, but the best player I've ever seen live. But this song was on a compilation for a small label out of Austin many years ago called Indie uh, I Rock you know and it's just it's just a great song but now biff i'm pushing the mic away and yeah. leaving it all up to you
1: well you know obviously halloween's coming up and this is going to be that new halloween where uh, obviously last year's halloween was was crazy right with all the pandemic stuff and like i think regionally things are opening up and and i don't know how what the rules are in your jurisdiction is i don't know what the r- rules are in my jurisdiction either Who knows what Halloween is going to look like? But obviously what we really have to concentrate is on the, you know, the safety of everybody involved. You know, the people who are giving the treats, people who are trick-or-treating, and definitely the kids who are, you know, by and large not vaccinated. So I think it's just important that you don't forget.